The following episode is uncensored and contains language and scenarios that some listeners may find disturbing or offensive. We don't intend to make a habit of this, but there are some topics that are darker than others and warrant an unfiltered discussion. We hope you understand, and with that being said, on with the episode. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Okay, everybody, as the resident hysterectomy haver, I guess, right? The uterusless? Uterusless. <laughs> Me know, and Mitchie all, are the uterusless. We all take pride in, in different things, I guess. We've all got to be <laughs> special somehow. I'm a very special girl, and I didn't sing the intro, so have it, Mitch. Um, no, I, I, my mom used to tell me I was very special, too. You, you wrote the short bus, right? Um, so... We are here to talk about the nice new horrific thing we've just heard about, which is forced hysterectomies. Let's channel Nazi Germany. Okay. Yay! No. Okay. So. I don't even know where I'm at right now. What, we've what re- well, you're here. We are here in 2020. It was a shit show. It's now turned into a hellscape. It's, I yes. mean, we are really truly channeling Nazi Germany. I don't say that lightly. I do take offense when people are like, oh, it's the Holocaust again, whatever. Well, back in Nazi Germany, they did fun things to the women in the encampments. So now in 2020, we have women in encampments um, not being treated much better. We are not purposefully i guess committing genocide but we basically are trying and you know what we're doing we're trying to wipe out an entire new generation by forcing them into hysterectomies it's it's genocide light maybe or is it just regular genocide i mean so we're like oh we're not gonna kill you but we're gonna make sure you can never bring more children into this world because we don't really like you anyway i mean that's i think the good thing here is that abortions are bad Abortions are bad only right. if you are white. Oh. We've talked about this. Remember, oh. brown women of all kinds and marginalized women are often talked into uh, abortions because God help if we have another little brown child on the earth. Well, you know, I mean, if they if they're forced to have a hysterectomy, then then they won't need an abortion. So, right. I mean, I. So, I'm not sure where we're headed with this, but I think they're doing the done. Lord's work. They are yeah. doing the Lord's work on, yeah, yeah. on, on brown women, <clears throat> immigrant women. Um, let's talk about this. So recently we had a whistleblower. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you going into the, I mean, I'm very happy about this, but are you going into the list right now? No, I'm going to intro your list. It, oh, shit. I thought you were taking over the list. Nope. I don't. I was do ready to just like grab a drink and take it easy. No, <laughs> She's not gonna force you to give up your no. list, Ren. I'm not gonna force anybody to give up anything against. Take it. Her. Take my list. She's, take it. She, she's not gonna give you a listerectomy. <laughs> <laughs> what? So we're all broken today. As, as Remington would say, "Hold my beer." Um, <laughs> so. That was one of my favorite comments, by the way, Remington. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> ever. And we got a lot of great comments, but that was that one. It was a good one. I needed that in my life. Um, 
but we've so recently we found out some really terrible things happening in ICE detention facilities. That is here in the United States of America. Okay, Rin. Not that far away from us in Georgia. Yeah, take it away with your list, please. So a whistleblower named Don Wooten, uh, she was a nurse at a Georgia ICE facility in Irwin County. Um, so she, through some nonprofits, made a complaint to the Department of Homeland Security. Um, so the complaint included a lot of things. It seems like it was actually primarily about them not following COVID regulations. Um, like a lot of the people in the facility had tested positive for COVID, but they had like a serious lack of PPE. They weren't following the rules that they needed to follow. And a lot of people were coming into the facility, interacting with people who had tested positive unknowingly. So um, before we get into any more, just so you know, ICE has said that they are taking this complaint seriously, but also that it should be met with skepticism. Okay. Um, so we don't care if we're killing marginalized people with COVID anyway, too. So yeah, that's the correct response is we're taking it seriously. That serves that's serious purpose though. If we kill them with COVID, they don't have to do it. I'm being sarcastic, everyone. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, the correct response from ICE would have been we're taking it seriously, period. The period. Yeah, it's it's a complete statement there. Yeah. Um so, in addition to all of the COVID stuff, the complaint also alleges that women were being forced into hysterectomies or coerced into hysterectomies, probably more specifically. Um, from, this is from an article from The Cut. Stories collected in complaint filed by the nonprofit Project South are horrific. Women described one gynecologist, Mahendra, Mahendra I, I mean, I'm probably butchering that name, Amin giving them the surgery without proper explanation, being yelled at by nurses when they resisted the procedure, and feeling like the medical staff were, quote, experimenting with our bodies. He, is known, he had become known, uh, I guess, among the nursing staff, as, or among the, uh, it's unclear, but he, he had a, a reputation as being called the uterus collector. Uh, the me, doctor in question. Physically ill, by the way. Yes, yes. That I would yes. tell you that the surgeon who performed my hysterectomy who does do that often every day or Tuesdays and Thursdays would never appreciate being called that. And he does it to remove like cancer to save people's right. lives. Okay. Right. I just, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he has a, a history of questionable billing practices having been implicated in a federal Medicare fraud investigation in 2015. Uh, so sounds like a really upstanding practitioner. So how many women uh, we have no idea. Um, someone identified 17 women, then there were additional 35 identified. Um, but ICE lacks an integrated system that tracks exactly what medical procedures are performed on immigrants in custody. This is a quote. Yeah, we're never going to know the answer. And many of the women detained at Irwin were detained prior to deportation. So they may be in their home countries now. So there's, there's literally no way to know how many women this happened to. Right. It's also worth noting that less than 2% of the women in these ICE facilities have lawyers. Not surprising. Not surprising. Well, that, but that's, I think we all could vaguely have guessed that not many of them have lawyers, but to hear that less than 2% is kind of a, just puts a real specific number on the problem here. On the horrificness of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, with, with, the Black Lives Matter stuff and COVID, 
the kids in cages and the horror of what's happening to immigrants in this country had kind of gotten pushed to the back burner because let's face it, there's so many things to be upset about right now, right? It's like a symphony of awful. I mean, there's good things in the world too, but you know, there's a lot. But we don't, we don't know what they are right now. (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, Mitch is enjoying his pottery. So that's something. That's true. And he has another box on the way. (laughs) Um, I can't wait to see what he creates next. So, you know, I was, I was reading stats about this to Shane last night and he was horrified. And then, you know, that article from the cut that I was referencing, what it's really mostly about is how this isn't a new thing. No. Um, and so you like, we, we listen to this and it sounds like something out of the handmaid's tale or, um, you know, some other like dystopian novel, like it's, or a horror story. Um, but it's, it's very real and it's, it's something that isn't new to our country. So here's a, here's a sad list. Um, and this is mostly from that article from the cut, which we will share in the show notes, uh, from the early 20th century up to the 1970s, up to 70,000 Americans, most of them women were forcibly sterilized. Uh, This was due to eugenics. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar, eugenics is the concept that certain people are tainted with undesirable traits uh, and that they should be bred out from future generations. Uh, Go ahead. So the word undesirable, what does that mean? So definitely immigrants, um, non-white, poor, mentally ill, disabilities. Uh, In some cases, it meant people who women were... considered promiscuous. Uh, There were federally funded sterilization programs in 32 states. Let that sink in for a second. Uh, You know, we heard of several years ago with Obamacare about death panels. There were actually in real life uh, eugenics boards that could make the decision for you. In 1927, there was a Supreme Court case that upheld uh, the states of Virginia's right to sterilize a woman, Carrie Buck. Uh, American, yeah, American politicians only distance themselves from the word eugenics and the term um, when it was embraced by the Nazis. Uh, Hitler cited U.S. law as inspiration, uh, but of course, uh, like I said, it went up into the 70s, so the practice of eugenics and forced sterilization continued. They just kind of rebranded it. Um, So during the same time that Roe v. Wade granted mostly white women more bodily autonomy in the 1970s, and and I think what that means is, you know, if abortions are healthcare, that is going to impact and free up and provide freedom to mostly white women, right? Yes. And then, so other women are still probably, uh, you know, poor white women, women of color. A lot of them are probably still getting abortions in other ways. Uh, so during that time in the 70s, up to 50% of Native American women were forcibly sterilized by the U.S. government. This is in the 1970s. So this was, you know, like 10 years before I was born. Uh <laughs> Doctors from the Indian Health Service didn't believe these women were intelligent enough to use birth control, and doctors coerced them into signing consent forms or gave them misleading information. Many drank themselves to death when they found out they'd been sterilized. 
Hospitals in the South, this is horrifying, uh, let medical students practice unnecessary hysterectomies on black women in what came to be known as Mississippi appendectomies. And a third of these sterilizations were done on girls under 18. Or also known as girls. Yes, children. Uh, between the 1930s and 70s, roughly a third of Puerto Rico's population was sterilized, the highest rate in the world. And the procedure became so common that doctors referred to it simply as, do you want to say it? La operación, the operation. Uh, a Supreme Court ruling in the late 70s said doctors had to fully inform patients of their rights and could not ask for consent during childbirth. Um, it's still common among women who are incarcerated or detained in the country today. Uh, between 97 and 2010, 1,400 women in California prisons were given unwanted sterilizations. One doctor said it would save welfare money going towards unwanted children. And even though forced surgeries were officially banned in the state in 1979. And right here in our home state, mm -hmm. uh, as recently as 2017 in Tennessee, a judge told repeat offenders that he would cut mm -hmm. down their jail time if they volunteered to have surgeries or contraceptive implants that would stop them from procreating. Once again, Nazi Germany. And by the way, so speaking of Nazi Germany, I read an article on how uh, a, a shocking amount of millennials and Gen Zs know pretty much nothing about the Holocaust, which is absolutely terrifying. Um, there are people alive still who survived the death camps, so that's nuts. And this is very much channeling what the Nazis were doing to, you know, the non-pure. You know what I just, what just came to me is, so I would have thought, because I feel like when I was in school, we learned a lot about the Holocaust and probably, not that the Holocaust isn't important, it's vitally important, but you know, we didn't learn a lot about the same kind of atrocities that were happening here, like the Japanese internment camps. Like it was kind of the idea was like, oh, here's this terrible thing that happened over there that could never happen over here. Let's right. focus on this thing. But I wonder if, you know, in a world where these things are coming up again and we don't want to draw attention to them, maybe we, maybe we ease back on the Holocaust learning a little bit. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. I'm saying, <laughs> like, as these things become more relevant to today and more comparisons can be drawn, maybe we don't focus so much on the Holocaust in public school. Maybe we don't call attention to it. Well, I'm wondering I, if that's what's going on. Yeah. That, I, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, but that, you know, they say, you know, if you don't know your history, it's bound to repeat itself. You know, that whole it's happening. Um, if you, the thing is when you read and hear about atrocities, so horrible, you really should be outraged. Um, and we do have to draw similarities to it because we very much could get there. I mean, there were people I'm sure who followed that whole way of thought without thinking too much because they were only getting one source of information, you know? Um, and we were like not focusing on the not niceties, you know, and we always just worried about, Oh, that's not pleasant. Let's not talk about it. Um, but that's not reality. And forcibly giving someone, I mean, this happened, you know, when we've talked about hysterectomies, obviously, and 
your, you know, right to choose it. And it happens, um, complications to birth will have, you'll have to have an emergency hysterectomy and that's pretty devastating. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and having a hysterectomy comes with a lot of baggage for a lot of people. I'm in the very privileged few who I'm okay, but my, many of my friends were like, you know, this means I'll never have a child again, even though I might not have any way, but it's still thing. This is also a, it's a serious surgery. Like there, there are several complications that can happen and I just can't see them in a nice detention facility having the best. I mean, I went to the absolute best and these guys aren't, these aren't, they aren't giving the absolute best. These women are being cut across their abdomens and it's just, it's per, it's horrific. Um, and well, and the, it's, it's you know, not safe. the, the desire behind this, right there, I don't, you know, unless it's a life-saving operation, unless somebody's in a situation like you were in, what, what good reason could you give for performing a hysterectomy that someone didn't require in an ICE detention facility? You, you don't. You, there's, there's not. There's not. And there's other ways of, by the way, birth control than permanent like disfigurement. Right. Well, and these women aren't, most of them probably getting knocked up while they're in these facilities. It's mostly ladies. Um, <laughs> if they are, then that's another problem, right? That's, that's a guard. Um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine the awfulness that is going, if this is what's going on, I mean, these women feeling like their bodies are being experimented on. Well, and then just this is a horror story. It is. And it's just the nature. It's even, I mean, it's so now we've done that and then we've put their life at risk with a life risking surgery, the amount of pain that they experience afterwards, they're probably not getting exactly kind care to manage that pain. No, from what I heard or from what I read, um, you know, these people, you know, and there are people who have like cancer and other major chronic issues, you know, when they bring it up are being given like Tylenol and ibuprofen rather than getting like the care that they need. Right. So, I mean, well, and you know, the, like whether we're talking about this situation today or forced hysterectomies through the decades, the primary tactics that are used are confused, confusion, uh, misleading women and like forcing them. Some of these women are in a situation where they need an emergency C-section and they're denying them that C-section or denying them pain medication after giving birth unless they sign a form that they don't understand. And that form is a consent form for this operation. Right. If you are not up in arm, if you are pro-life and you are not furious about this, I don't understand you. If you are posting pro-life shit on Facebook and you're not posting about this, maybe we take a look at what gets us upset. Yeah. I mean, reevaluate your values, honestly, (laughs) because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. What would, what would Jesus say about forced hysterectomies? Well, they'd make it would be an Aramaic. So we wouldn't understand it. You really love that line. Don't you, Mitchie? I do. (laughs) They, 
it's 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 but it's the same radicals that will kill an abortion doctor to save uh you know there's you either value life or you don't i don't there's no ambiguity here for me and so you're just you're creating a dialogue that suits yourself and not you're not real you don't mean shit to be honest with you well i'm with you i'm not a big i'm not a big like hitler or like nazi person like you know, referring to like George Bush as Hitler, like, that's no. not really productive. And kind of what I used to say was nobody but Hitler is Hitler and nobody but Nazis are Nazis. P.S. We got some Nazis now. Um, they're back. Um, but like when something is actually like that, when something is the same as what the Nazis were doing. We do have to point it out. We do have to point out the similarities. You know, and AOC got so much flack for when she compared these uh, facilities to concentration camps. Or she, I mean, she called them concentration camps. And I mean, I think even I at the time was like, I mean, if we're looking technically at the definition, okay, but like, is that helpful? Nope, that's what these are we're now. Getting, we're getting there. We're mm-hmm. getting there. Like, this is where it start. by the way, this is how it started. <laughs> these things that, you know, the Nazis don't have Auschwitz overnight. This is, this is a, this is a purposeful march that way. And then they did it and they had, you know, several death camps and, you know, other ways of, you know, and work camps. <laughs> well, they didn't, you know, at the time, the, the, nobody, like the, the population of Germany didn't receive a letter letting them know that they were going into a period of history where they would be judged in the future and that would alter their country and the world forever. And they really needed to pick a side. And if they did this, they were good. Like, I'm sure that it was a confusing time for Germans and a scary time. You know, I saw a picture recently of some of the like guards and staff from Auschwitz. You would have thought it was like a summer camp, right? They were like young people, styled hair, looking sharp in their uniforms, having a good time, smiling. It's not obvious until later that you're in history-altering times, and I think we are in world-changing, unprecedented times, and it's scary, and caring about your fellow human, whatever they believe, whatever they look like, I think is our only way out. Yeah. We've lo- but we've made them not as human as us we've dehumanized them to where we can do this there's 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 this like dialogue that people create in their own head to make it okay they're less than they're less thans yeah and, and we haven't we haven't invented this it's been it's been like we right. like yeah know. we're not blazing any trails so let's just not do it again it's fine we're not the first so let's not let's not do it again right i mean yeah we're not yeah. U- very unique here so I just think, you know, this is, this is something that could easily get lost in the news cycle and will soon be lost in the news cycle because there's a new atrocity or scary, awful, or divisive thing every day. And so I think, you know, this is important. Yep. This, this is the kind of thing that, you know, if it was another country, we would be judging them by. Can you imagine if this was another country, what we would be saying about it? We'd, we'd be sitting on our self-righteous thrones we would send the military in form a base in that country and claim that it was for freedom (laughs) tell them it was uh we were going to fix everything 
But we can't fix ourselves. We can't allow them to have their own culture because their culture is not our culture and it's wrong and we have to stop it now. Right, which we should stop. We're adopting a Nazi Germany culture. So let's not do that. How about Correct. that? Correct. Do it. Somebody let's needs to set up a base here. Somebody <laughs> needs to, to spread democracy here. Damn it. Hot take. Well taken. Speaking of hot takes, what should I order for lunch? Oh, I'm sorry. I, we're recording, aren't we? Damn, I'm sorry. My bad. Also, that's a stupid question. You should order a steamboat. Always. I should just go to Steamboat. She just removed your testicles. Did you just say uh, they removed my testicles? No, she no, said we, she would. You're needed here. We should remove your testicles because that's what we do. That's what we do now. I don't know where I'm at anymore. What? <laughs> well, if... What, what is happening? Eat, you're an undesirable. This is bad. You're an undesirable. <laughs> You're an undesirable. You're you've got tattoos and shit, and you're liberal. It's true. Remove your testicles. You definitely shouldn't procreate. Just call me the ginger beard man. God help us all. Even your mom doesn't want you to procreate. (laughs) No, she literally looked at a girlfriend that I took over and goes, "Hi, I'm Karen. Nice to meet you. You know, Mitchell's not allowed to breed, right?" (laughs) She should have forced you into. uh, Testicle removal. We love Mama Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, growing up with uh, a house full of women, it was it was basically like having my testicles removed. <laughs> How many times did you watch Cinderella? Let's not get into it. And I didn't even get to watch the good Disney version. They wanted to watch Rodgers and Hammerstein, the musical bullshit. Oh, well, that's also good. Is it? Not Ten as- minutes ago, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I well, wish I didn't know what you were singing right now. I yeah, wish I, I couldn't finish that. So I wish that people would stop forcing um, permanent medical condition, uh, situations onto people. Well, you know what you get when you wish for something? Not shit, Katrina. Not shit. You don't get shit. It's true. But Sorry. let's like let's I've been quiet this whole episode and then I just decide I'm gonna completely derail the whole thing. So that's uh, kind of what you do though. Um it's part of my charm. Let's not let's let's probably like be better. Let's not force hysterectomies on yeah. I'm I'm having a hard yeah. time coming up with like a it's disgusting. A great like way to a great beat for the end of this. <laughs> No, no well, look, I, I will say that if it was your body and it was your choice, then we would be in a different situation. But it's not. It's not your choice and it's not your body. It belongs to the government. And if way. you would just start listening to the police and following their instructions, then you wouldn't have to have a hysterectomy. Or if, you know, you had stayed back behind at your own country and fought for it, you wouldn't even be in an ICE detention center here in the United States. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know, maybe you should fix the problems in your own country before you try to try to come here. You Aren't know? those the same people who tell us to get out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just if you don't like it, go somewhere else. If you don't like it, you get out of here. Get out. Well, I just definitely don't like the forced hysterectomies. Well, you get I, on I, out of here. Someone who had one. 
and knows everything about what happened to me during it and all of the above. I can't tell you how very upsetting and atrocious it really is because in my very white privileged life, I had very a very good and easy situation that I got to come home to a lovely home. I got to be taken care of by my mother, oh my who God. I still have, unlike a lot of people. I had proper medication. I had proper health care up, leading up to and after that. Um, and I mean, I'd love everybody to look up what a hysterectomy looks like without robotics. And then, you know, it's just, it's really, really what we're doing. Aside from even like eugenics thing, a, the physical pain we are causing unnecessarily and the, the, the risk of their life that we are causing unnecessarily because we're pigs, it, it's atrocious. You know, when I, after my C-section, um, when I got sent home from the hospital, they, they like, the window of when they gave me my last like dose of medicine at the hospital fell like right before when I got discharged, but then it took like an hour for me to get discharged or maybe like it would have been, I don't know, whatever, whatever it was, my medicine had run out. Like the effects had worn out by the time I was getting in the car and we couldn't get more until Shane went to the pharmacy and it was excruciating. Like I can't, and that was for like a couple hours when I could go home and rest in the comfort of my own home. I cannot imagine what it would be like to just have to exist in that for weeks. Well, and you had like a surgeon who cared about you. Yes. Yeah. Um, this surgeon clearly cares not about his patient. So he's Uterus not taking extra No, probably not. Probably not. He's not taking extra care. He's, he's, he doesn't care. He's, he's in there like a car mechanic and it's, it's absolutely atrocious. Did that someone, uh, someone tickle you there, Mitch? A lot can go wrong, by the way, yeah. too. Yeah, it but. did me likening him to a car mechanic yeah because i mean uh, i'm sorry it's so I'm wrong so but all i could think of was it like it just hit me uh a comparison between you checking the oil and looking at the dipstick and a coat hanger at it's, it's not it's not terrible. good i know another thing that's, <laughs> that, those are abortions and um a hysterectomy stops you from having to have an abortion later. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. I think I said that up top was if you guys would just be more responsible with your uteruses, we wouldn't have to remove them. Got it. But you guys don't have to be responsible for your dicks. No, absolutely not. You guys let us do what we do. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that next episode. Okay. Okay. I'm done. I'm done I'm with this. Sorry. I'm done with this shit. Um, Find us on that other F word.com, that other F word, um, Facebook. We are on Instagram, that other F word pod, like us, subscribe, send us to a friend if they enjoy sometimes not so fun topics, um, like this. If you have theories about what precisely is wrong with Mitch, that other <laughs> F word at gmail.com. Also, you can email my mother cause I'm sure she would like to know. <laughs> Yeah, you can CC uh, Karen on there. Um, <laughs> if you've missed our Karen episode, Mo Mitch's mom's actually named Karen. So, anywho, um, and everybody remember feminism isn't a bad word. Forced hysterectomies are bullshit. Oh, damn.
I got it wrong. I'm sorry. I tried to force the end. <laughs> it's fine. You did it right. Because God help uh, Ren and I trying to do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we blame everything on 2020. Bye. Oh, wait. That's the end button.